0: Celebrate the historic 100th Greeley Stampede, June 23rd through July 4th. Featuring concerts, rodeo, carnival, and more. Tickets available at GreeleyStampede.org.
1: This is Mornings with Kale and Northern Colorado's Voice. 1310 KFKA.
2: Well, as always, lots of great things going on at the University of Northern Colorado. 708 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1, 1310, KFKA. Mornings with Gail from the Allo Communications Studios. A pleasure, as always, to welcome in UNC President Dr. Andy Feinstein. Hey, Dr. Feinstein, how are you doing this morning?
3: Good morning, Gail. I'm having a great morning. Thanks for asking.
2: Oh, well, that's good to hear. And lots of great things, as I said earlier, uh, happening at UNC. And, oh, my gosh, how many years have we waxed poetic uh, as a part of my career path involved in an 11-year stint at Colorado School of Mines. And commencement is you just get vicarious enjoyment, even if you don't know, as I didn't know many, but even if you don't know the students that are graduating, as you well do.
3: I do. And let me, let me take a moment um, to say that I think tomorrow is your last day, is that correct? Yes. And, you know, I, I've been on the radio, as you said, with you uh, on your show for four years, every month. Yep. And uh, it has been an absolutely wonderful experience. You have been so gracious, so fair and balanced. And, uh, you, you know, you've been not only an incredible uh, gift and support for, for University of Northern Colorado, but you have been the voice of Greeley of Weld County of Northern Colorado. And I, I just want to tell you how much I've appreciated, uh, appreciated you and your show since the day I arrived here in Greeley, so thank you very much,
2: Dale. Coming from you, Dr. Feinstein, that means so much, but uh, really, I turn the credit outward to people like you, who have been so generous with their time, their insights, their perspectives. I mean, Well County, Greeley, my adopted home, always and forever, will be in my heart, as is the University of Northern Colorado. So, all the thanks and the credit right back to you and know how much I appreciated uh, meeting you, getting to know you, and um, sharing our time together on the air.
3: Well, the feelings are mutual. Now, on to graduation. As you said, we have, uh, we have graduation coming up next weekend. I can't wait. Friday and Saturday, the 6th and the 7th. We have our of hooding ceremonies on Friday night. And then Saturday morning, we have the College of Natural and Health Sciences, and the Montford College of Business ceremonies at 9 in the morning at Nottingham Field. And then in the afternoon at 1230, we have the College of Education, and Behavioral Sciences, and uh, Humanities and Social Sciences, and then Performing in Visual Arts as well. So it's going to be a big day for us, um, a couple days actually. Let's hope the weather holds out. Last year I remember being on stage and uh, uh, giving a commencement speech, and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said that there's a big lightning and thunderstorm heading our way, and we had to all hide out in the arena for a couple of hours. So let's hope that doesn't happen this year.
2: Yeah, nothing like some um, Mother Nature uh, fireworks <laughs> for graduation, <No>. right? <laughs> well, uh, I, did... I didn't want to get off
3: the stage. I didn't want to get off the stage. So what's an Andy, you have a large metal medallion around your neck? <laughs> it's probably a good idea not to be standing out in a thunderstorm.
2: Important safety tip. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have an estimate, or you probably know the number, how many graduates uh, will will there be? I've been told we
3: have around 1,600 graduates. They're ranging in the age from 20 years old to 78 years old. Oh, how cool is that? It is cool. Um, Representing over 46 Colorado counties, 47 states, 13 countries. Um, You know, our our oldest graduate, Ken Trumpeter, um, you know, he studied secondary education and history, and he actually has a job lined up to teach history at high school in Kansas. So we're proud of all of our graduates, but I'm going to be calling on a few uh, very special graduates like Kent and uh, celebrating their success on Saturday Um, as well.
2: Certainly a fitting tribute to to UNC and uh, everything that you have to offer so many. Way to go. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank and speaking you. of kudos, you and I have spent some time uh, over, uh, well, the past year at least, uh, talking about uh, that uh, new college of osteopathic medicine. And you found your dean.
3: That's right. Beth Longenecker, and She's going to start mid-June. She'll actually be out here in about two weeks looking for a home in Greeley. Very excited to you know, welcome her here as our, as our founding dean. And, you know, we've got a lot of work ahead this year uh, to move into candidacy status, Uh For the osteopathic college, but um, everything is working well for us. We have, uh, as you know, a passed statute allowing us to offer medical education at UNC. Uh, We've raised about $6 million uh, initially to support this program. And, you know, we are still planning on our first uh, incoming cohort of students fall of 2025. And uh, let's Let's get this program open. I mean, I hope to see our first uh, graduates, our first uh, graduates of the program in, in fall of 2029 and have them stick around in Colorado and, and uh, support our, our healthcare community.
2: Well, and I also know from uh, past experience that uh, you are a huge supporter of UNC Athletics, and I so appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with uh, Athletics Director uh, Darren Dunn and, of course, uh, uh, UNC Bears head football coach Ed McCaffrey uh, as well, as you have brought so many voices uh, to our conversation, and thank you for that. But uh, all right, so we're out of spring ball, looking forward to fall ball, right? <laughs> We are,
3: you know, we, and just to, to talk a little bit about athletics, you know, we've had a couple of days ago the Den Awards when we recognize all of our outstanding student athletes and celebrating their successes. And you know, UNC had a big year this year. You know, we soccer won the Big Sky regular season championship, uh-huh. volleyball won the, the the Big Sky postseason championship, swim and dive ended the WAC championship with the most points scored in program history, uh, and also our men basketball uh, won twenty two games. I got to go and watch us, you know, play uh, in the Big Sky Tournament. You know, we, we lost the final game. That was unfortunate. But then we went on to the college basketball invitational and made it to the semifinal round. So, you know, one of the, the most successful basketball seasons we've had in a long time. And, and now we've got football coming up. You know, I went to the, the spring grain last weekend. Looks exciting and can't wait for the fall and to watch, uh, watch our, our players on the field there as well.
2: Well, and kudos as well to um, head coach, uh, head men's basketball coach, uh, Steve Smiley. I had the chance to talk to him. And, oh, your head women's basketball coach. uh, And I'm always concerned I'm going to mess up her last name. So could you say that for me? (laughs) That's Matteo. Matteo, yes. That's right. And so enjoyed uh, just the insights, you know, kind of uh, going behind the scenes there. So, well, all I can say is. Go Bears. And no, <laughs> no, Bears. I will be watching, all right? I'm not Well, you
3: always have a courtside seat for me at any of our games, Gail. Woo-hoo! So, you know, I'd love to have you love to have you there with me anytime. Oh,
2: I would love to cheer on the Bears with you. So I'll probably take you up on that, Dr. Feinstein. My pleasure. Thanks again for everything. Take good care and uh, best of luck to everyone at UNC.
3: Thank you, Gail. Thank you for all of uh, your years of service and support to our community.
2: You bet. Again, my honor, my pleasure. Dr. Andy Feinstein, President of the University of Northern Colorado. 716 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, one zero three one thirteen ten 1310 kfka This time check sponsored by the Candlelight Dinner Playhouse, bringing you the epitome of the musical dinner theater experience. Find out what I'm talking about. Jump online and visit coloradocandlelight.com for tickets and show information. Candlelight Dinner Playhouse in Johnstown, Broadway. In your backyard.
1: It's baseball season and the Colorado Rockies can be heard on Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
2: Just bouncing off our conversation this morning, uh, this has more wind, sadly, in the forecast for the weekend ahead. And we had fire restrictions enacted in unincorporated Larimer County. Other counties, uh, Jefferson and Boulder County, have done the same. And we're also seeing fire restrictions on national forest land as well. Well, just how bad is Colorado's 2022 wildfire season going to be? Experts say, and uh, this goes back to the COVID-19 lexicon, experts say that when it comes to wildfire and the wildfire season in Colorado, expect a new Normal 725 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, one zero three one thirteen ten 1310, KFKA. Mornings with Gail from the Allo Communications Studios. Been holding on to this piece uh, by Conrad Swanson out of the Denver Post for a few days, but it's still pretty. Darn relevant. Colorado's wildfire season is here. It's year round now, as we've talked about, and experts say that the state can, at best, hope for an air quote normal close air quote summer filled with fires. And, of course, we've talked about the fires that we saw uh, just uh, April 19th and 20th, as you had uh, some Boulder County residents ordered to evacuate uh, facing two different fires. You had another fire in Monte Vista around that same time, destroying uh, several homes. More red flag fire warnings have been issued this month than in any other April in the past 15 years. And experts are saying Colorado can brace for more wildfires and larger ones, though there are a few steps that we and governments can take to lessen the risk. Becky Bollinger of the Colorado Climate Center told the Denver Post, it's just like we don't know what normal Feels like anymore. Colorado didn't get enough snow to fully recover from the decades long mega drought plaguing the American West. Bollinger, other uh, meteorologists concur with that point. Not only does that mean there won't be enough water to recharge parched rivers and reservoirs, it also means plant life that fuels wildfire could be drier than normal. If what snow the mountains did collect melts too quickly, That could spell doom for the summer months, increasing, only increasing the risk for wildfires and uh, making them burn hotter and longer. Typically, snowpack can stay frozen into June, said Bollinger, adding that if Colorado's monsoons don't bring enough moisture in the summer, the fall could be just as bad. Bollinger said, we don't know if the monsoons will even arrive. They've been much more fickle, as Mother Nature tends to be, much more fickle for our state in recent years. Oh, and the risk? continues into the winter months as well. Uh, Molly Mowry, executive director of the Littleton-based Community Wildfire Planning Center, said uh, she noted that the Marshall Fire, that devastating Marshall Fire, which burned through a record number of homes and businesses in Boulder County, As you remember, that sparked in December. Now, she said uh, that these conditions are the result of a multitude of factors, but it also comes from a century of what she refers to as unchecked development and land management practices that suppress naturally occurring wildfires and allow plant life and fire fuels to accumulate beyond normal amounts. Now, currently, Maori said she's watching any part of the state with human development because that's where the most immediate risk is for loss of life and property. She's already concerned about the eastern plains because eastern plains are already dry, and this summer is predicted to be hotter than normal as well. Mowry said wildfires will inevitably spark every year, and only a small percentage of them will turn into the major catastrophe, uh, as the Marshall Fire turned out to be. That percentage increases, though, as the frequency and the size of the fires go up. It's fair to say we'll have wildfires, Mowry said, but will they be disasters? That's the question. She said what the West needs is a culture shift. Coloradans need to understand the increased risk, have evacuation plans in place, and prepare kits full of necessities in case those emergencies arise. They can also cut through the foliage around their homes to try and lessen the damage the fires may cause city, county, and state governments can also booster their emergency plans, hire more fire management staff, and update land development rules as well. But again, how bad is our 2022 wildfire season going to be? Well, sadly, we've entered the new normal. All right, we've got those uh, first quarter U.S. economic growth numbers out coming in at a negative one point four percent. All right, step away from the ledge because economics, uh, or, or I should say, economists say it's not the beginning of a recession. Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity, Colorado, weighs in in just a few seven thirty now. Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1, 13.10, ten K F K A. Very based on. At 734 on your Thursday morning, Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity, Colorado, in and those first quarter GDP numbers in. Not exactly what we had hoped. (laughs) (laughs) An
0: unexpected number. Gross domestic product uh, numbers uh, come in quarterly. Uh, They're estimated for two months. And then in the third month, you, you get the final report. Well, uh, this one is not likely to change very much. It'll probably still be in negative territory because it's negative down 1.4% when the expectation was there would be 1% annual pace of economic growth uh, in the first quarter report. Again, we got a negative 1.4% and inflation running 8% as suspected. The surprise was in that negative number on economic growth. Now, some economists, I, I would say many uh, economists, if not most economists, are saying don't count it as the beginning of recession just yet. A recession, definition of a recession is two quarters, two full quarters of economic, uh, of a negative economic growth. Uh, and they say this one was caused primarily because Inventories were drawn down so dramatically by supply chain problems. Economists have been even reporting this morning, pulling out of this report, the fact that business investment remains strong, that consumer spending remains strong. So this is driven mostly by the supply chain problems and the effect they have had on inventories. Now, remember, this is an estimate. We'll get another estimate next month, and then in June, we'll get the final number, and we'll track that for you. So in the meantime, uh, things are being driven by earnings reports. Shares of Facebook parent Meta up more than 14% after news. The company beat estimates on first quarter earnings and fell short on revenue. Still, investors seem to be taking the report as a sign of relief for the overall tech sector. Qualcomm up 8% on a strong earnings report. Oh, and McDonald's stock up after reporting that first quarter revenue beat expectations. Earnings, though, Fell short, hurt by the cost of suspending operations in Russia and Ukraine. Listen to this McDonald's reported a $100 million charge against earnings for spoiled inventory mm. in its supply chain
2: yeah and we were just talking about that this morning with uh, zach rogers who's a professor exactly. of supply chain management at colorado state university okay. kind of bookending our conversation that started uh, two years ago and talking about uh, the very real challenge of food spoilage you know he is, he is he is fascinating. He's incredible, isn't it? Who would have thunk that a conversation about uh the uh, global supply chain could be interesting? And while we're, we're not hearing exactly what we want to hear, as uh, those you know uh, backups and pile ups and stack ups of those container ships, particularly outside of Shanghai, only adding uh, to an already overstressed right. global supply chain. But who would have thunk It, 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 it could be fun. Well,
0: uh, and that's exactly the impression he had on me whenever you have him on. Would you be inclined if I were to ask, if I were to propose, uh, maybe a a few months down the road, Mm -hmm. we do a thing um, and uh, we get him to explain the economic situation, they, to explain this, to give us a quick, uh, uh, say, a 45-minute long
2: short course in all this mm-hmm. stuff, in English, the way he does so well. Which is so amazing, because it's like I said to him this morning, you know, you would think this discussion would be dry, dry, dry dusty and boring. No, uh, uh-uh. he makes it come alive. So if we could get him to come and answer questions,
0: would you come and ask the questions?
2: Of course. If we did a thing on a weekend or an evening somewhere? I would be more than honored to do just that. It'll cost you dinner, but. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay.
0: Uh, Let's see. Where do we go from here? Oh, first time jobless claims, 180,000 exactly as expected. Uh, with two trading days left in April going into this morning's open, the S&P 500 down 7% for the month, the NASDAQ down 12% for the month, the Dow down 4% for the month. I uh, don't expect uh, dramatic changes in those numbers. Market this morning, though, is up, uh, responding uh, from some uh, nail-biting uh, in the last two sessions The Dow Industrial Average up 133, four-tenths of 1%, 33,433. The S&P 500 up 40 points at 4,224. The NASDAQ up 168 at 12,658. Yield on the 10-year Treasury is at 2.87. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, 102.10, up 5 cents. And Bitcoin, 39,429. Twitter stock is at uh, $49, up 36 cents awaiting Twitter earnings, uh-huh. which were, I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong with this, but I'd seen from several sources Twitter earnings were supposed to be out before the market opened this morning. Well, they may have delayed, and if they did, they may delay till after uh, the market opened. Well, and
2: there is some speculation that all of a sudden the Twitter board was uh, very open to Elon Musk's offer because uh, those earnings are expected to be pretty much in the
0: tank yeah and which will be no surprise and i misspoke they, they may delay till after the market closed. close, close. Uh, okay, yeah yeah uh, uh then they will be stop oh, the bleeding well they'll be overshadowed by apple and amazon <laughs> because they're expected to report today after the market close and they'll take all the spotlight uh and the twitter numbers will get lost
2: <laughs> At least that's that's what what they're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. And there's talk. Similar to those Friday news dumps where there's uh, news that's coming out of the administration that they hope gets lost in the weekend. You do
0: it on Friday afternoon when everybody's checked out. (laughs) Uh, There's uh, there are reports all over the place of panic within the uh, the employees uh, of Twitter uh, there's talk of, uh, they say one of the first things Elon Musk might consider is getting it the hell out of San Francisco.
2: Um, actually moving. Yeah, and what is it? You know, uh, he is a notorious Twitter Troll, right? Yeah. And I remember when uh, that first cropped up, that discussion about getting headquarters out of right. uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, he actually tweeted, Yeah, it's kind of like a homeless shelter. Nobody's there.
0: Right, right. Remember I remember that. that. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, and uh, as expected, it's interesting you were talking about McDonald's because uh, he's once again trolling on Twitter. Don't oh, know exactly yeah. when these <laughs> tweets came out, but it just cracked me up. Uh, saying next this is his words not mine okay I'm just the messenger he says next I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in (laughs) and then he says hey maybe I'll buy McDonald's to fix those notoriously out of order ice cream machines to be followed up by yet another tweet which uh, refers to those always broken ice cream machines at McDonald's you know what I'm talking about right (laughs) he says well I'm not a miracle worker (laughs) (laughs) Even I might not be able to fix it. Exactly. Wow.
0: Wow, wow. Remember when McDonald's coffee was god awful?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, that was a long time ago. And they,
2: holy moly. And remember all the people suing them when they dumped their coffee on their lap?
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, really. But it's it's good now. It's really good. Mm. And it was, but it was, what, 10? 12 years ago, I'm just guessing Mm -hmm. that they went in and they said, tear this thing down and rebuild it. The whole coffee idea at McDonald's. Well, you know,
2: if you build it, they will come.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it needs to be good. And they made it good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Mm. All right. Things to keep an eye on. We'll continue to do that because no shortage of things are going on. But speaking of things to keep an eye on, have you uh, been keeping an eye on your retirement years? Certainly, it's crossed your mind. doesn't matter where you are on your career path. But the bottom line is, you need to also keep an eye on that plan. Wait, what? You don't have a retirement plan? Mm-hmm. Well, the sooner you get one, and get it working for you the better your retirement years will be that's why you need to get in touch with Keith Weinman financial gravity colorado and it's
0: very easy to do that and remember that plan can be the most important thing in preserving your quality of life in in improving your quality of life in your retirement years and haven't you earned that with your hard work mm-hmm. so if you want to talk about well what does that take to develop a a retirement income plan. It might not be as much as you think. So if you want to find out, just go to the website, financialgravityco.com. We are Financial Gravity of Colorado, and you can find us online at
2: financialgravityco.com. Keith Wyman, Financial Gravity, Colorado. Thanks so much. Oh, by the way, Zach Rogers invited me over this afternoon to watch Grease because he's a huge John Travolta fan, if you want to tag along. Now, Dan, I can do without. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's the word. It's the <laughs> word. Grace What's wrong word. with you? Yeah, I understand. But, well, I figured, you know, you could just uh, ask him if he'd be so inclined uh, to keynote an event.
0: Asked and answered. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But to keynote an event? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A and a and And with you doing the Q, <laughs> the, the the
2: questions. Um well, Yeah. You- Okay, Q, get those fingers snapping again. <laughs>
0: Ooh, that's tonight.
2: Whoa. Can't wait. All right, break out the popcorn some more. Keith Weinman, Financial Gravity Colorado. Thanks so much. 745 now, Northern Colorado's voice, 1031, 1310
1: KFKA. In-depth preps coverage every weekday at eleven with Clark and their coach on Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
2: Well, and the hits keep coming as we talked about the new normal when it comes to wildfire season in Colorado. It's now year-round. Well, Colorado has been declared a primary natural disaster area. Uh, this, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And that is unlocking some aid for Farmers, 753 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1, 1310, KFKA, Mornings with Gail from the Allo Communications Studios, working from a piece by Conrad Swanson out of the Denver Post, facing a decades-long mega-drought, Colorado, once again, considered by the federal government to be a primary natural disaster area. Now, what does that mean? Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture typically qualifies individual counties as primary natural disaster areas, unlocking emergency funding for farmers, ranchers, and more. Now, the drought is so bad across the entire state that each of Colorado's 64 counties qualifies uh, this in an announcement that the USDA made on Tuesday. Some of Colorado's biggest agricultural products, of course, as you're well aware, include cattle and calves, winter wheat, sheep, and Lambs, wool, alfalfa, potatoes, onions, apples, peaches, grapes, and melons. Now, Crop and livestock production has suffered in Colorado since the early 2000s. Uh, this is when most agree the drought began. And uh, climate experts say they're concerned about the eastern plains, of course, as you're well aware once again, an agriculturally heavy region in the state as a spring turns to summer, noting that they are at increased risk of wildfire. Agriculture Contributes an estimated $47 billion to the state's economy each and every year. Supports almost 200,000 jobs. Now the ongoing drought could cost uh, Colorado's agricultural industry. $511 million uh, by 2050. This is according to previous reports out of the Denver Post. Again, Colorado didn't get enough snow over the winter to recover its dry soils and waterways, putting the state at risk for potentially disastrous wildfires this summer and fall. At best, portions of the state are considered, quote, Abnormally dry, close quote, by the U.S. Drought Monitor. At worst, the southeast and southwest corners of the state are considered to be in exceptional drought. Now, Denver hit its First snowless April in 30 years, and it's the driest in 59 years. The USDA, by the way, qualifies individual counties for this type of natural disaster assistance. And this year, uh, as I said, Colorado's 64 counties meet the agency's criteria. Adjacent counties in Kansas, Nebraska, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming Well, they qualify as well. Colorado and the other designated counties suffered from an exceptionally severe drought during the growing season for a prolonged amount of time. Uh, This is according uh, to, uh, take it uh, straight from the horse's mouth, the USDA's website. Those applying for loans must apply by December 8th, and the money can be used for everything from equipment, to livestock, refinancing certain debts, or the reorganization of, of farming operations. This, once again, according to the USDA website. 757 now, Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 1310
1: kfka Unwind with a good afternoon guy, Brian Gary. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310-KFKA.
2: 759 on your Thursday morning, Northern Colorado's voice, 1031, 1310 KFKA, mornings with Gail from the Allo Communications Studios. All right, we had planned to talk with uh, Congressman Ken Buck at around 8.05, talk about antitrust, uh, big tech, and of course, Musk Mania at Twitter. Unfortunately, duty calls, and he is on the floor. But don't despair. Got a lot more coming your way thirteen ten KFK A Greeley, Loveland, Longmont, it's eight o'clock.